Okay, so you want me to look at your leg with the sight to see if I can figure something out about what happened to you, yeah? Uh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> okay, well, I guess we're gonna just get to know each other even better than we already do, Doc. Yep. <sighs> All right, well, if the coffee doesn't wake me up, this sure will. Uh, he just is like, <laughs> he runs, you know, ruffles his hands through his still kind of bedheaded hair, futilely trying to put it in any sort of order and get himself composed to do something. Not that he needs to, because it's totally irrelevant, but, you know, humans, we're weird. So he looks down at your leg and says, oh, uh, would you mind uh, rolling, uh, rolling your pant leg up, please, there? Yeah, sure. And then I do just that. Okay. Well, he is now possibly the first one in this group that actually gets to see Dr. Cooper Smith's leg and all of the fun scars that you have. Yay? Question mark. Yeah, yay with a question mark. He takes a moment and steals himself, and then from the outside, all you can see is him just staring intently at your leg and sort of scanning up and down it a little bit. Nothing looks really different, per se, from your point of view, but after a brief moment passes, he breaks that line of sight and stops looking at it, and um, he looks up and makes eye contact with you. Since he's able to make eye contact with you, and he just looks at you and says, Wow, um, I have no idea how you are as badass as you are. Um, well, that, uh, I mean, first of all, that's a mess of scars that tells a story on its own. But second, I have no idea how you're alive. Wait, really? I mean, I feel like most people having that level of trauma would, you know, have ended their lives if they were not like immediately in a hospital already. You're a tough son of a bitch. Huh. Well, thank you. Yeah, uh, you're welcome. Also, um, I think your sister's right. About the sea devil thing? Well, maybe not sea devil per se, but it's definitely, uh, there's something about it. Uh, you know, I, I kind of, I try to get as much information out of that glance as I could. And it's like I could see teeth, the teeth that made those really nasty scars there just sort of still in there and i i mean i was a pretty good student i tried to pay attention to stuff you know i had a variety of interests uh, <laughs> not that that's going to be super surprising to anybody here that i was a, a nerd uh <laughs> you know yeah 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 anyway uh i definitely <laughs> paid attention to a lot of science classes and well i mean the the kind of the the shapes and kinds of teeth that I was looking at there, I mean, from the perspective I had, I it looked like something that would belong to something aquatic, not really a shark necessarily, but more akin to something like that. Hmm. So yeah, that's that's kind of the biggest takeaway I got from that in terms of trying to piece together what happened to you. I I might have to ask around some folks. Uh. You know, might have to get in touch with some of my friends and 
Edinburgh and ask about, hey, what kind of stuff got teeth like this that I haven't seen up close and personal already? Do you need uh, me to get you a copy, I guess, of my medical report from back then? Since I can't just take a photo with my phone and give it to you that way. Or I could just get the photos printed out, I suppose. Hey, information is information. I'll take it. All right. That sounds good to me. Then I'll take some photos of my leg and print them out for you, and I'll see what I can do about that. Cool. Uh, hey, thank you. Uh, that would be, I mean, be very helpful. Well, no, I mean thank you for this. I really appreciate this. Oh, yeah, yeah, of, of course. Uh, I mean, if it's, I feel like it's just kind of my job, right, to figure out about what this stuff is. I mean, especially kind of. Yeah, I was gonna say. I, yeah. I think it kind of is. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I, I kind of prefer, I kind of prefer this, uh, just sort of solving a mystery to. All the other stuff I've had to do recently for my job, I guess. I think you prefer being a detective than being a cop. Yeah, you know what? I really do. Um, I Yeah, and also I definitely prefer uh, being a detective to being a, a soldier. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. Well, uh, great. Get that to me sometime soon, and next time I pop back, to uh, meet with the council about stuff, I will, uh, I will talk to some folks that I know and see what I can find out. Uh, in the meantime, he turns. Ro. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. you're also here. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, I think you were the one who actually wanted to talk about things with me in the first place, right? Yeah, I kind of hijacked. Sorry. <laughs> um, no, you're good. I, my thing is not. Honestly, I could have probably gone to other people to get this answer um I, don't, I just wanted to know more about the summer court and more specifically titania um ah. and if there's a chance that we could talk to her he grimaces and kind of winces a little as well and he's just as mm, i don't know if that's what we want to do here um yeah, so do you understand anything about the hierarchy of the Fey courts at all? Is it like a typical no, royal court? No, but I know that there's Not you quite. and okay. Marcus and my mom, and I thought that I know three people who know her, and that's, that's enough. Um, I was hoping maybe she could help us figure out things, but that's, that's fine if not. I just thought well, I'd you know, shoot my shot. No, no, um, it, it it's okay. What, sorry, what? Uh, I was going to say, Ro, are you not able to get in touch with your mom? I don't want to. All right. Like, I will, but I, uh, she's a lot, you know. <laughs> I, I know, I was there. <laughs> yeah, she's, um, <laughs> your, your mother is a she, right? Mm. She, her, yeah. No, no, that, no, that is not what I meant. Sorry. Yes, yeah. She's okay. fucking with you. <laughs> I am. Yes. Sorry, I uh, still not quite awake enough for that. Apparently, <sighs> it's all right. Okay, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, she's she's are really something uh, dangerous, quite frankly, to mortals like us. <sighs> they uh, they have the benefit of immortality, immense power. 
and a cunning nature that uh, tends to enable them to get things out of people that they might not normally have given. So, yeah. Yeah, you should probably be asking me about this instead of your mom or um, Marcus, who is apparently in a position uh, proximal to the court that I was not aware existed until he described it. I, I think he might be the mm-hmm. first. So, hey. It's like he just added his own post-it note to the org chart when no one was looking. Or maybe that was Titania's idea. Whatever. So, here's the way it goes. The courts of the Fae have three important figures that are always there. There's the lady, the queen, and the mother. And that's in ascending order of importance and power. Ladies are a lot. Ladies are already a hell of a lot. Um, basically unkillable. Not wholly, but uh, very, very difficult. They are just full of guile and full of uh, just raw power. It's extremely hard to resist the compel of their charms and their wiles. Which is to say that up one step on the ladder, the queens are even scarier, since they are in charge of basically actually running things for an entire half of the Fey world. Which is not to say half of the never-never, because fairy is only one part. But there's a lot of it, and there's a lot of them. But there's only one queen. The mothers, on the other hand... Mm-hmm. They don't do things the way that the lady and the queen necessarily go out and do them. However, they fulfill an important role in maintaining a sort of cohesion in everything to do with them. From what I understand about them anyway, without their existence, uh, basically, the court would just sort of cease there always has to be a mother mm-hmm. and there always has to be a queen and a lady though the court cannot survive without the mother oh also um from what i'm told uh, if they decide that they don't want you to exist uh they can basically just sort of do that so ouch okay yeah you know it yeah no one really knows exactly what their deal is at least nobody that i've talked to because i don't think Anyone that I've talked to has ever actually met them. So, I don't know how helpful of a description that's been. It's good enough. I thought I would try something, but that sounds more, you know, not in, it's above my pay grade. Yeah. Oh, um, right. I almost, I almost forgot. Uh, there's also the knight of each court. That's a thing. The knight is immortal. Because Faye can't lie. Tricky as hell. Deceptive as mm-hmm. almost to a fault. Like the she and up there. Yeah, it's just incredibly manipulative. But cannot tell co- complete falsehoods. They cannot tell actual lies. How come they can't actually? I mean, why can't they? <laughs> it's just they their nature. They right. are, <laughs> they're beholden to their nature. They don't have free will. Ah, I know it doesn't necessarily 
seem that way, but you know, they they seem very much like just very human in a lot of ways, but in the ways that matter, they aren't. Phoebe, hmm. um, Rowan, your mom, Ro. Mm-hmm. None of them actually have free will like you and I do. They can't willingly deny their own nature. Why can I then? Because you're still mortal. Okay. You have, you have fey heritage in you, but you are still a mortal human being. Eventually, you're going to have to make the choice to either become fully mortal and abandon your, your fey ancestry entirely, or you're going to have to do the other and abandon your humanity, give up your free will, and embrace your fey heritage and become fully fey. There's no middle ground in that one. Well, you are currently in the middle ground, mm-hmm. but... There is no third choice. And that's just what I'm destined to is no free will or being just a person? All changelings are. All of them. Okay. Yeah. It's uh hmm. it's a lot, I know. <laughs> yeah. Um Are you that are you doing okay? Yeah. Um that's just a horrifying idea that I lose everything about myself but obviously that's not something to be concerned about right now um you didn't answer my question though that you you don't lose everything about yourself not everything there's some essential part of you that you absolutely have to maintain or retain either way because frankly Mm -hmm. uh, you have like even if you became fully fey even if you embraced that side and you know, made that choice. There's definitely still you in it. It's just that the nature that you have, you can no longer say no to. But I imagine your nature would be mm-hmm. fairly similar to your current demeanor and outlook. So it, it's not it's not like you would just become someone else. And if you became fully mortal, then you just basically lose your superpowers if you want to look at it that way okay but you would also lose the conflict eating at your insides um you would lose that uh the really negative part of being a changeling that compulsion that's Mm -hmm. just kind of constantly bubbling up and asking you to make a choice that you don't want to make all right i will try to be prepared for when that happens then i guess yeah i have a question for you gwen Mm-hmm. Have you ever mentioned to Beaumont the revelation that your fiance was like you? I don't think so. Okay. Because he, well, actually, hmm. No, he was not there during that scene. He was away with all his friends. Um, yeah, I have not. So let's, I don't know how to get there from here. Uh, you don't have to. It's just uh, I was trying to recall if that was information that he had. That is not currently information he has. Okay. Um, while we're on the subject of changelings, and you know, kind of, um, what happens if someone makes the choice to become Fey and they have connections here? 
in our world. Are they allowed to interact here anymore, or what's the the law? They're beholden to the same rules as any other fae. I mean, you you have you have a Nixie living in your bathtub. <laughs> so if someone wanted to contact someone else, someone here, they they could, and that's there's nothing stopping them unless they're they don't want to, right? I mean, make an empathy roll real quick. Uh, your target is three. It's going to just color how you perceive what he says next. That's a five. Okay. Just understand that as he is explaining this to you, you understand that he thinks you're talking about your mother. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I, I'm, not, I'm not going to put it that way. I mean, there's, there's all sorts of reasons why somebody would, or sorry, uh, why somebody who made the choice would, uh, or even just a fae in general, that knows somebody here might not come back. All kinds of things. I mean, it's complicated over in, in fairy. It's, it's, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it, let's put it this way. We have planes and let's say you had a friend in China I mean, you wouldn't just be able to hop on a plane over there just any time. There's a whole host of reasons why somebody who might be able to come back, you know, across this way and and see you might not be able to. Okay. So there's always a chance that they, I don't know, could send some kind of sign, right? I mean, yeah. Yeah, of, of course. Um a lot of a lot of things over there tend to move in mysterious ways, and not just the big G. Okay. Um, do you know a lot of people or Bay stuff over there? Uh, what do you mean by do I know a lot of Bay stuff? Like, if I gave you a name, would you be able to know if someone was there? Oh, um, well, I mean, it would be basically like trying to find anybody else. I would. You'd have to do some kind of divination, I think, to try to, I guess, scry or locate. Yeah, it, it would it would take some thaumaturgical doing. Okay, that's something to keep in mind, I guess. Um, thank you, Joseph. Oh, uh, you, you're welcome, Ro. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, thank you both for uh, dropping by, um, waking me up. Thank you. Uh, he, <laughs> he left the coffee mug, you know, sort of up to his face and takes a sip. <laughs> hey, uh, yeah, great. Um, feel free to come by anytime if you need anything. Uh, if, you know, if I'm here, I will, uh, I'll do whatever I can to, to help. Mm-hmm. We appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, Beaumont. Yes, Ro? You should call Des. And Ro walks out the door. Is Sly still standing there? Sly is just gonna be like, <sighs> and then just like, head out. <laughs> <laughs> Beaumont just sort of sits there, uh, mouth agape for a moment, just watching watching you drop that line and walk out, <laughs> and then getting no noticeable support from Dr. Cooper Smith as he also just leaves on that. He's just sitting there, <laughs> just sort of sitting there gawping for a moment, like, uh, uh? We as the audience can see that he just sort of looks into his coffee mug maybe at his own reflection for a moment and just sort of 
slumps slightly lower in his chair and just starts rubbing at his very tired eyes, and he uh, just sort of tosses the mug over his shoulder and into his sink. <laughs> it does not survive the toss. That's what we call a mic drop! Bro, you fucking destroyed him. <laughs> I'm about to end this whole man's career. <laughs> I can't believe Ward I can't believe Warden Joseph Beaumont's fucking dead. <laughs> I just said he should call his very good friend that he'd hurt very badly. <laughs> and I don't even know the extent. I just know that Des is weird and I want her better. <laughs> Speaking of Dez. Being weird in the woods. Dez is being weird Anything in the woods. Anything can happen in the woods. May I kill you? No. <laughs> what a thing to say. Yeah. That's the I thing was that singing happened. to Mr. Jack. <laughs> oh, God. Well. well, now you've made it awkward. <laughs> oh, no. It was Great definitely job. not it awkward wasn't before, over, but it, now it, it is. It wasn't already awkward. Wow, Tom. <laughs> Way to step on me on that one. <laughs> Same hat. Yeah, it's almost like we're brothers. So, out in the woods, we have Albion and Desdemona. What's it look like, the two of you just trekking? Albion has reached into his jacket uh, because his eyes have large bags under them right now, and he has put on a pair of shades to hide the bags. From who? No one. <laughs> the audience. He just wants to look cool. What? What do you mean, the audience? You don't see them? (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure that's just dead people, Des. I'm pretty sure you're the only one who sees them. Dead people. Oh, man. Uh, Actually, Des, if you wouldn't mind, make me a quick lore roll, and your target is three. Well, that's not going to be good. Let's see here. Oh, it's still a three. (laughs) Perfect. Yeah. Okay. You as an ectomancer and a spirit medium, you definitely know that there are some dead people here and there around. Not in the concentration that you might find in, like, say, a Burlington cemetery, but this is definitely still not so far off the beaten path that people haven't been out here and perhaps would have some sort of supernatural post-mortal coil attachment to being out in this particular area. I mean, people have lived in Vermont for a very long time, well before it was settled by Europeans, so who knows uh, what sort of ghosts are out here. But there are still some. You just know that they're around because you're never truly alone. Good to know. So Albion has the glasses on and is um, drinking more water and eating some teriyaki jerky. Very good. Today's episode is brought to you by Jerky Gent. <laughs> Put that good hard meat in your mouth. That's not their motto. <laughs> <laughs> it is when I do ad reads, baby. So. Oh, God, no. Um, I, I'm pretty sure uh, Des was uh, following Albion because um, even Jack was telling her that uh, he wanted to know where Albion was going. Mm-hmm. Okay. Albion, you're leading the way. Yep, I'm following the trail. 
Okay. You know that you were directed off of actual roads this way. Mm-hmm. Make me, let's go with a lore roll because I think this is be, it will be based off your supernatural sense. Let's go with a three. Okay, that is gonna be a four. Okay, at this point, since you are being led off of the beaten path, as it were, you feel like the last direction you were given might actually indicate as the crow or, you know, raven flies this time. Mm-hmm. So you're going to try to follow uh, as straight as you can that sort of direction. However, I will say uh, you may have lost a bit of your orientation from falling and literally falling unconscious. Yep. Uh, he's probably has Google Maps open on his phone right now. Actually, do you want me to like them? Should I make a roll to see if I have that? Because it's kind of a Albion doesn't usually have that nice of a phone. Well, I mean, even crappy phones at this point in this day and age tend to be able to access stuff like that. But uh, with service I, in the woods. Well, that's fair. For that's real. fair. Uh, we're gonna make this a resources roll, and I think that this is gonna be. A two. Uh, why did I ask to roll this? Oh, that's, oh, a, no. that is a, that's a wash. My phone cannot save me here. So you do not have a nice enough phone with a nice enough data plan. Okay. You broke, bitch. Maybe yeah, Desdemona can do a check and ask <laughs> if any of the ghosts have seen where the bird was going. Well, what a wonderful thought. I think you can absolutely... Do that. All right. Is that lore as well? I believe since you are uh, doing some ectomancy that this is actually going to be uh, conviction and discipline to do uh, some ghost listening to try okay, to summon those. summon some ghosts to you. All right. And uh, what number am I trying to beat? I'm going to say that for both of them, for a baseline, you're going to go for a three. Okay. But... Every two steps above that, you're going to get a more and more helpful spirit. I'm going to give you a few fate points because I just rolled out negatives. <laughs> oh. oh, oh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> so what's the total that you rolled on conviction for that? Well, I've got a four in conviction. So ah, so a zero. zero. <laughs> so I will happily give you two fate points. We can do haunted, hunted mouthpiece of the supernatural because I want to talk to the supernatural. And we're going to do, hey, I can actually do this. I would I... think that, yep. Oh, man, I'm sorry. I just thought you were going to do never truly alone because like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's my trouble. Would I get a fate point for tagging that? No, you can tag your, you can invoke your own trouble. Oh. All right, I did not know that. Okay, um, well, so we'll invoke, yeah, never truly, my, my high concept and my trouble, if if that is all right, and I will happily Absolutely. give you two fate points, and that'll bring it to a four. Yeah, I mean, I typically am the one that invokes your trouble against you, but I can invoke other aspects against you if I want. It's just the trouble is the most common one. That's why you want to make it spicy and good. So, you reach out to... Oh, right. We have to roll discipline. Oops. Back the music up. Roll discipline to All control right. uh -huh. the power you've conjured. I Again, literally cannot right. roll worse, right? <laughs> you literally cannot. Record scratch dot wave. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Nothing. I did put a record scratch in a recent episode because of a really flagrant rules mistake. I know. It was mistake. great. 
All right, so it was great. That's that's a two. So if I can give you another fate point, if you allow me to do that. <laughs> this time, if you yes, make an acrobatics roll. <laughs> God damn you! This time, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, pick pick whichever one you want. Um, I, I'm gonna say since it's the same, since it's the same action you're doing, no repeats. I'll do. Hey, I can actually do this. That's uh, I really gonna work. I really want to help. My friend Albion out. Actually, you know what? No, let's do, hey, I'll get by with a little help from my friends. I want to help my friend find that darn bird. Hey, all right. That darn bird. The really underappreciated and also actually not as good sequel to that darn cat. In theaters, never. Anyway, you did it. Help me, ghosty (laughs) friends. (laughs) You call out to the spirit world as you have done so many times before. And you do get a response from a spirit. It seems a little wispy, so it's hard to make out really too much of the content of this person. You feel as though they may have been an indigenous, sort of a native person uh, that was just better at looking at the sky back in their own time. But you cannot be certain anything really about the makeup of this person's past. So long story short, you find somebody who appears to be able to direct you uh, and reorient your bearings about which direction you are intending to go. And you can successfully convey that to Albion. Awesome. In the words of the famous Clint McElroy, that way. (laughs) Right there. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, <laughs> uh, amazing. Right there! Anyway. What is it? How do you explain this to me? To, to Albion? So, Albion, um, I just asked around, and it sounds like it was heading in that direction. Um, One of the spirits that's here actually saw the raven that you've been trying to follow, and uh, so it seems like we're going to be heading in that direction. You okay, bud? Does it ever get weird for you having... Just ghosts around you, literally everywhere. Uh, you get used to it. Oh, um. I mean... al- also, Des, I want you to know that upon directing you that way, the spirit seems to disappear as though its unfinished business was somehow related to uh, <laughs> directing traffic <laughs> via bird. <laughs> also, I'm pretty sure I just made that spirit's day. Well. That's lovely. I unironically. Um, all right, so let's get back on the trail then. And Albion, since his glasses are on his eyes, it's hard to tell that he looks at Des and then just casts a look over Desdemona's shoulder and is tempted to open the sight and resist the urge. But he is looking and he just flashes back to what he saw under the bridge, the thing that nearly destroyed his mind. And the thing that he still remembers in incredible vivid detail. And he knows that it is there looking back at him, probably. The unspoken message in the gaze is, I know what you are, and you are going to die by my hand. And he just looks for a moment and just turns and starts walking towards his goal. You receive no response, of course. Obviously. Okay, question for the two of you. How long would you travel in that di- that one direction before you sort of went, hey, where are we going? Like, what amount of time would pass, do you think? 
What time of day is it? Well, it's around noonish, I think, at this point. I would give it not much more than like 20 minutes right now before Albion does a quick check with uh, trying to feel for that himself. Okay. I mean, like, since we're already hiking, probably like an hour tops, but like, she definitely doesn't want to be in the woods after dark. Okay. That is true because you do have to make your way back out before sunset. Yep. All yeah, right. don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah. That's how you end up being one of those ghosts. So, <gasps> so Albion, after about 20 minutes have gone by, you decide to double check that you are going the right way. How do you do that? Um, mostly by instinct at first, which is that going to be like a lore roll or a survival roll? I think a survival roll is appropriate since you are attempting to make your way through the woods and not lose your bearings. Wait, so, do I not do I not have that as a stat? Why don't I don't have not. that as a stat. Uh-oh. My god, I th- I I could have sworn I chose that. Anyway, let me huh. let me roll regardless. Well, I'm going to say for a basic pathfinding, uh, at first it's going to be a two. I somehow succeeded with a three. Fantastic. So we're not playing Pathfinder. We're playing Dresden Files role-playing game, you dingus. But you managed to find that path. Anyway, I'm funny. Made. So, tw- <laughs> so, um... <laughs> Another 20 minutes, you think, passes before you decide to check if you have gotten lost or not? Yes. Okay. Are you guys, like, talking at all while this happens? Probably. What are we talking about? So. <laughs> and then there was um, a big brown cow, and it had a white patch that looked like a heart on its forehead, and it was really <laughs> cute and very soft. Um, and I think her name was Annabelle. And then there was um, a black and white cow, and it looked like an Oreo. And uh, but they uh, they named it Butterscotch, and that was really confusing. Um, <laughs> she's talking about yeah, being on the farm. Sounds like you had an eventful night at the farm. Yeah, I, I pet all the cows, and they were really sweet. Might not involve me shooting a giant centipede monster, so, you know. That's still gross. I think yours was probably a little more fun. Yeah, probably. Um, I, I also had to lock Annie in the base, in like a in like a basement thing. Oh, right, because she's, you know, lube guru. Yeah, I feel bad. Like, I was like, like does she need like some magazines or something or... I don't know, some snacks? If if by snack you mean livestock with a broken leg for her to rip apart, maybe. But I don't know if you have the stomach for that. Uh, nope, nope, you are right. I do not have the stomach for that. <sighs> Honestly, I'm surprised that I didn't have the cops called on me. I was rolling through here like midnight. And then into sunrise, I was going through residentials in the middle of fucking ass end of the morning. I did not think this ride was going to take me this long, or this hike. Um, well, are you going to be okay? Can you last a little longer, or should we turn around I and get you have home? This. I have I can promise you, as shitty as I probably look right now, I have dealt with worse. I'll tell you a story sometimes. Some of the shit I've had to go through. Huh, <sighs> you are tough. I'll give you that. There was one time I was hunting a bridge troll, snatched a kid. I had to track it through the frickin' Adirondacks. That was an entire night of chasing this thing, and that was even more miserable. I did not have the luxury of keeping a leisurely pace or drinking water. 
took the fucker out and got the kid home, but it was still pretty fucking miserable. Oh boy. Wow. Don't know how you do it. Wonder how that kid's doing. As you two are continuing, uh, you've basically gotten to the point where you should check to see if you are still on the right track. So, as you are further in, I'm going to increase the survival roll to be confident you're going the right way to a three. I'm going to look up one of my abilities real quick. Okay. I'm going to spend a fate point to use conviction instead of survival on this. Using uh-huh. uh, faith manages the trapping of guide my hand. I love it. Okay. Go for it. Because that is very much what my entire goal has been, is this is a faith thing. So yeah, this is this is extremely you, and this is extremely correct to use faith manages here, so give it a roll. Alright, that is three pluses, that is going to be a seven. Wow! Okay. You have never been more sure of anything in your life that you are absolutely going the correct way. Uh, if I may... If I might paint the scene a little bit, that I look and I, for a moment, am thinking, fuck, I'm lost. I'm too tired. I might have to tap out. And then I hear the throaty cry of a raven and I see it in a branch, um, like a, a few yards away, just looking at me, head cocked, before it turns and flutters away. And now I know I'm on the right track and also that I'm probably close. I will accept your scene painting. You did spend a fate point for it. Cool. And there's like this moment of eye contact between Albion and the Raven where Dez is just like, Albion is having a staring contest with a fucking bird. Is, is that it? A flippin' bird. That's the bird I've been following, yeah. Don't ask me how I know, I just know. Wow. Anyway, we're close. So... Ain't far now. Something that has crossed my mind while we've been trekking through these woods. What if we're being led to the tree that Chris was telling us to avoid? We cross that bridge when we get there. Okay. We get ready to bug out if it looks bad. Either way, yeah. I got your back. And I've got yours. Alvin is going to unholster Gugnir, though. Okay. Des, real quick. Yeah. I need you to make me an alertness roll. Two. Okay. Cool. I rolled like absolute garbage. So you are not completely caught unawares when that raven that flew away a moment ago is diving straight toward you. Ah! You must now make me an athletics roll, and here we go. Because I'm so good at these stats and rolling. (laughs) That's a one. Amazing. Yeah. Okay. I'm having a night. Well, I did not roll well, but this raven, which is, again, probably the biggest raven you have ever seen, is swooping down toward you, and it claws at, not into you, but at, around you. Uh, oh, great. It swipes, it swipes at empty air, and then disappears, going in a direction that you can't quite follow quickly. It just flaps rapidly up into the forest canopy and disappears from sight. What the heck?
Hello everyone, this is Gwen, popping in for a mandatory 10 second vibe session. On the count of three, we're all gonna close our eyes if we're not driving, and we're gonna just take a deep breath in and a deep breath out. And we're just gonna vibe, we're gonna chill together, because everyone needs to just take a breather sometimes. So on the count of three, we're gonna take 10 seconds to just breathe. One, two, three. And we're gonna breathe in, and we're gonna hold that breath in, and then we're gonna breathe out. I'm gonna keep breathing out. And then you can go back to regular breathing now because we did the, the breath breathing. Um, yeah, I just want everyone to just to just breathe. It's good to breathe. Um, thank you so much for listening to the show so far. I Every time I get on one of these things, um, it really hits me that we have people listening to the episodes and people messaging us on Discord excited for more episodes and wondering when they'll come out. And it's really nice to have something that I see so much work go into, both from, you know, my friends and myself and just everyone involved in the show does a really, really good job and works really, really hard. And it's it's nice to see. It's rewarding that there are people like you who are nice and kind and wonderful. And just thank you from the bottom of my heart and all of our hearts. Thank you. In other news, I did a crime today, and I hope that I am still respected and loved by my friends and peers. Um, I will not be disclosing what the crime was, but a crime did occur, and that's just where we're going to leave it. So today, our episode was brought to you by iBuyDirect. iBuyDirect is an online eyewear retailer that manufactures their own line of fashionable frames at affordable prices. How do I know this? Am I reading the script that I typed? No, because I actually didn't write a script this time. I'm just winging it. Where we going? We're doing it live. Um, I know that iBuyDirect has some fashionable frames at affordable prices because I just bought myself a new pair of glasses. I've had the same glasses for four, three years, and it's time to get a new pair. Did I order the same exact frames and the same exact lenses? Absolutely. Are they going to be not as scratched? Absolutely. Right now, courtesy of the Pocket Podcast Network, you can get 50% off frames and $6 two-day shipping with code 50FRAME, which is 50FRAME, at iBuyDirect.com. I highly recommend checking them out. Get some of their fun fashion glasses, some sunglasses, some prescription glasses, whatever, whatever you're into. Um, put some glass on your face and see the world. It's great. Absolutely wonderful. We're all going to be able to see the trees and the leaves and the grass and the clouds and anything else we want to see, especially like stop signs when we're driving. Very important. Speaking of very important, I have the honor of introducing the amazing and talented and wonderful and very pretty and wonderful and nice person who decided... They wanted to be part of our show and do a voice for us because we love them so much. So this is a big shout out to Siobhan, who can be found on Twitter at Spellbound Mage, on the podcast Otherware, on Splinter Division, on Protein City Comics, or on twitch.tv slash runaway sorcery, where she streams games. Uh, check her out. She's great. We love her. Um, very talented 
as just a person who exists in the world, very excited to welcome her to the many, many guests we've had on the show. She holds a special place in my heart and a special place in Rose's heart. Just thank you. Thank you so much, Siobhan, for being part of this because you have made a creation come to life and I'm very excited to see where this goes. So yeah, thank you. We love you. You're the best. A big thank you to the Pocket Podcast Network for supporting and hosting our show. We definitely recommend you check them out. Every show on the Pocket Podcast Network is one that I do listen to, one that I enjoy very much. Um, Right now, I've been actually listening to a lot of steampunks because rumor has it they might be coming back from a hiatus. And please don't tell anyone I told you because I don't know if you're supposed to have that information yet. Um, But yeah, I'm listening to the backlog of their episodes And oh my gosh, I'm learning about some fantastic women in history who were way smarter than me, than than most people. I'm very excited for that. Um, But also check out Home Viewing, Them's the Facts, Ghoul Tank, all of the, the usual, the good shows. You guys know this. We know that everything on this network is amazing. We love them. We support them. They're thriving. Go on and go listen. When you're done with this episode, go listen to some other shows on here and you will you will thank me later. <laughs> um, also, an apology for all of this. I, I don't write. I'm not. I didn't write a script, <laughs> and it's been a very long day. So I'm just kind of talking because I want to make sure this gets out. This is good enough to go out, so I can give it to Mike, so it can be put on this. Uh, so we can put the episode out. <laughs> um, this has devolved. Thank you so much for supporting us. Um, If you'd like to support us more, you could join our Discord. You can go to our merch store. You can check out some of our t-shirts and some of our stickers and posters and everything that we have. Um, Not just us as in Green Mountain Mysteries, but the Pocket Podcast Network itself. Um, I don't know that we have stickers yet. Keep an eye out for stickers. We might have stickers. But all right, I think that's my time. I'm done rambling. Um, please follow us on social media. Um, GMMcast on Twitter. We've got our Discord. We've got, yeah, just basically the, the Twitter and Discord and sometimes Facebook. Um, but yeah, keep enjoying the show. Keep listening. Keep sharing it. Ideally, that would be awesome. Um, if any of you know anyone who wants to listen to a Dresden Files RPG, you send them, send them our way. We've got plenty of episodes to go around. And again, I'm so thankful and grateful to everyone who has put in the time to listen to our shows, especially those of you who are binging them right now. I also binge podcasts, but y'all are crazy because our episodes have, have ranged between, you know, let's say 45 minutes to two hours. So I am honored that you would spend and dedicate your time doing, listening to our show. So I'm going to head out. Um, Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for existing, for listening to our show, and for supporting us and our creative endeavors. I'm going to peace out. Um, Also, everyone say thank you to Mike for putting this whole episode together and um, send him pictures of capybaras. Okay, goodbye. Uh, Peace out. I love you. 
Welcome to the world of Pokémakers. We're Professors Fierce and Fierce, but you can call us Alex and JD. And we're making an all-new Pokémon game. But not like, coding it, just in podcast form. What does that mean? Well, we're gonna have discussions planning out our own region. Characters such as gym leaders, professors, and our own evil team. And of course, all-new Pokémon. Check us out at Pokémakers on Twitter, on the Pocket Podcast Network, or wherever you find podcasts. Gotta Gotta make them all! We're going to cut to... Roe and Sylvester Cooper Smith. I assume you're driving yeah. back from, say, uh, Joseph Beaumont's house to where would you be going next, actually? Um, ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> ice cream. I love it. We're just having like an actual like fun day and they're out here hiking and getting attacked by birds. <laughs> Amazing. Look, they'll call us if they need us. True. They got our numbers. Uh, so, oh, I just picked up on what you were doing. Okay, so, um, if you, yeah, so you're gonna spend some time eating ice cream, uh, having yourself a good time of that. So, is there a particular ice cream place that you go to, or just like first place you can get to? Uh, I'll let Ro pick. Um, are, are there any like? I mean, obviously, it's going to be... Wait, can we say Ben & Jerry's? It's going to be Ben & Jerry's. Yeah, of course we can say but that. like, a little shop. Yeah, I'm oh, pretty I sure Ben & Jerry's won't sue us. They seem like the no, least likely cool to company. sue us. Yeah. Dear Ben & Jerry's, <laughs> cool please company. sponsor us. Thank we you, have... your friends, Green Mountain Mysteries. <laughs> we have audio of us saying <laughs> that actual thing already that is unreleased. <laughs> so, so many ideas. Ben and Jerry's. I had a Ben and Jerry Hot Wheels truck when I was a kid. I still have it. Please sponsor our show. Amazing. <laughs> I give you so much of my money. Please give us money now. Uh, um, well, we're, but yeah, we're going to like a monster. Yeah. We'll say it's like a small, like family run shop that has Ben and Jerry's at. It's like a okay thing. Well, it's a nice day in April, so. You know how ice cream shops do. First opportunity that they get a run of nice days. They're gonna open up. No, I got it. Okay. It's Bear House Crematorium. Uh, I'm gonna veto. Oh, no. Hey, hey, uh, hey, Darius. <laughs> I'm gonna put a moratorium on that joke. <laughs> vetoed. Vetoed. Banned, banned. None of you are clean of sin. <laughs> I do anything. <laughs> uh, oh my gosh. You were in you range. You made part of your bad joke. Uh, you were within range. <laughs> <laughs> you were in earshot. <laughs> okay. If, it's oh, like that, it's it. like okay. that clip I'm proud of from myself. the X-Men cartoon. <laughs> what did we ever do to you? You were born. Oh God. <laughs> okay. Back on track. Ice cream. Ice cream. So you are enjoying yourself some ice cream. What are your flavors of choice? Black raspberry. It's mint chocolate chip cookie dough. Oh, those are both real good. Yo. Gosh, I just want ice cream now. <laughs> sounds awesome, you know. Anyway. It's just mint chocolate chip, but, you know, the green kind, not that vanilla shit with the mint leaves in it. Ah. Uh, like the actual mint chocolate chip. Okay. And then you put the cookie dough in it. And you put the lime in the coconut and have some good ice cream. Oh, God. So well, I'm putting, now I'm putting a moratorium on that shit. Fair enough. Um, let's <sighs> move forward again. I insist. So <laughs> as you are 
enjoying yourselves some uh, delicious branded ice cream treats. Ro, mm-hmm. I need you to make me an alertness roll. That is a six. Okay, your target was three. Okay, well, that's a six. So you have <laughs> passed with flying colors. All right. Yeah. Great. It's very easy to notice that the sound around you has uh, gotten quite muted. It seems like Dr. Cooper Smith trailing off in whatever thing he was saying to you is was not a deliberate, like, trailing off into nothing. You kind of look at his face and realize he's still talking, but the sound is muted and distant as if it's through a wall or even several walls. Oh. The color starts to drain away from the room. How do you react to this? Um, I'm gonna stand up real quick and I'm sure it's gonna look like I'm making a scene. Um, but I stand up and like knock the chair I'm in over to see if it makes a loud noise. And I, I look around. Okay. As you stand up quite abruptly, you are not standing in a Ben and Jerry's or a family ice cream shop that happens to sell the good, good ice cream. Where was the first place that you ever met Valencia? Uh, it was outside of a small library near our school. She was sitting there on a bench and I was walking by and I had to stop and say something to her. As you stand straight up, you are now standing outside of this library in front of this bench looking at this person for the first time. What do you say? Um, hey... Uh, hi. Valencia looks up and makes eye contact with you. It feels like the first time that she ever acknowledged your existence all over again. Just that rush of warmth and tingles. It just, it's unlike anything that you've ever felt. Well, you felt it once but you never thought you'd ever get to experience that feeling for a second time. No one ever really does. She looks up and she smiles at you and she says, Hi. And there's just this pause. What do you say? I think I just stand there for a second and just look at her. Um, you, uh, I miss you and I'm sorry. From the bench, she just continues to look up at you with that same warm smile. It hasn't changed. It has not shifted. And she just replies, Where are you? Um, I mean, I'm in, I'm in Vermont. I'm with Sly, but right now I'm here. Where are you? She just says, I need you to find me. Okay. That same serene smile just plastered on her face. I need you to make an alertness roll, and your target is a five. Okay, that's a three. So, 
We're gonna use some of my aspects. Oh god. Uh, I just have to do... Is it one fate point? Yep, one fate point for plus two. Okay. I'm gonna go with not what I seem. Because I assume, like, obviously this isn't real. Like, like quote unquote real. Like, not. I assume that I know I'm not talking to her in person. But I know that there's something kind of going on here. And I'm, yeah, that's, that's my, my case. <laughs> okay. I will accept you invoking that aspect. You definitely know that whatever this is, she couldn't be here in front of you. You're standing in a memory, basically. It starts to come together that... The things that she has said to you don't have quite the timbre and cadence that they ought to have, as though they're other memories. And that's when there's a darkness around the edges of her. Everything around you in this this memory of this this moment, it starts to just sort of drip at the edges. And she looks at you and just says, What's wrong, Ro? And you know that she has said those words in that exact tone and cadence at a completely other time in your life. You're... You're not real. That's what's wrong. This This is all wrong. And that's when you realize that creeping up behind her there's somebody that wasn't walking toward you before and definitely wasn't in that memory, but is now. This person is walking right up behind Valencia as she sits on the bench. And Valencia just says, I need you to find me, Ro. And you are now standing in an ice cream shop. Back in the woods. Back in the woods. I need Desdemona Brown to make me a lore roll. Okay. And your target is a three. I've got a five. Excellent. You feel more alone than you have ever felt in your life. Holy cow. I'll be in. What's wrong? Uh, I think that bird spooked Jack away. Albion's going to open the site. Okay. You have seen Desdemona Brown in the site before. And you have seen the woods before. So we're going to set our current intensity of what you're seeing at a three. Make me a discipline roll. All right. That is a wash um, on dice, but my base discipline is three, so I succeed. Okay, and now the lore roll to attempt to understand what you're about to see. That is a net of plus one, so that is also just a three. Okay, 
you see your friend standing in the woods, you see everything that you already have seen about Desdemona Brown in the site. Nothing new. You you know what she looks like. But there is no Mr. Jack. I'm going to close the site. Before you close the site, you hear a sound that comes from behind you. I want you to roll me a discipline roll against instinctively turning around and looking at it while you're you still have the site open. Since this is like just human instinct to turn and look at whatever sharp noise it is, I'm going to set this at a three. You can choose to fail, of course, if you want. I'm going to see if I succeed at this. Uh, my base discipline is three. So let's see. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. That's all four minuses. Again? Just do it. Just turn around. Just look at him. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a negative one discipline, my guy. Okay. <laughs> so you're turning as you are closing the site. It it happens all in just in a blink, pretty much, that you, you hear something from behind you. And as you are closing the site, you turn around, and before you can get the site fully closed, I am going to need you to make a discipline roll and a lure roll, and your target is going to be a five on both of them. You are able to close the site even if you fail this discipline roll. It just means you might take mental damage, which, oh, uh, actually, that's not the right target number. I'm sorry. It's, it's actually an eight. <laughs> Okay, I rolled three pluses on my discipline. So that is a six. I am going to... If you don't invoke anything, you will just take two mental damage and you are still able to close the site. All right, I'm I'm not going to invoke. But I am going to tag Faith Manages to use Conviction instead of Lore on this next roll. Okay, Uh, make me a roll. That is three pluses. I am at seven. I'm going to tag uh, Odin, Blessed Stalker of Shadows, to push me to a nine. All right. Before you can close the site, you catch a brief glimpse of something as you look in that direction. What you see is a confluence of magical energy. It's Leyline City, baby. You don't know how ley lines work or what dictates where they go or where they come from, you know, anything about the geometry of them. But you definitely know what one looks like now, and you are seeing pretty clearly that there is at least one in this nearby vicinity and it seems as though they're converging on a point somewhere in the direction that you were traveling ahead of you. All right, Albion's going to wince as the site closes and just stumble forward for a second, gasping. Albion, are you okay? All right, so here's the good news. He's not there. Wow. He's going to be pissed. Probably. (laughs) Here's the strange news. We're following a Layla. Huh. Oh god, you don't you don't think Shadrach's out here, do you? 
He usually seems to pop up around strange leyline activity. If he's here, then I owe him for last time. We we probably don't need to get into any sort of skirmish, just the two of us. Um, we might as well c continue going, well, try to find it, right? Yeah. Boy, I hope this is where Jack wanted me to go, because he was supposed to take some of my dad away, and now he's not even here to make sure I did it. <laughs> hey, you, you upheld your end. I mean, let's, let's hope so. He doesn't exactly fight fair, or follow any rules. <sighs> but... That's true. I I didn't let him go away. I didn't make him go away, so he can't be mad with me, right? And I believe he asked you to follow me, right? La that was one of the last things he told me, so I'm just gonna stay the course, Albion. If uh, are your are your eyes okay? Yeah, no, I'm I'm doing all right. I'm just gonna. <clears throat> he grabs. He reaches into the bag he's been carrying, pulls out another Mountain Dew code red. And takes a long sip. All right, I'll manage. All right. As uh, you decide to press on, we will cut back to our friends Sylvester and Ro. Ro, you are standing in the middle of this family ice cream place. And uh, Sylvester, this was in the middle of a really interesting story you thought you were telling uh, that she just suddenly stopped. <laughs> and loudly stands up uh, with no apparent provocation. Uh, you all right? Um, uh, something just happened. I'm sorry. You, uh, I just had like a, an awake nightmare, I think. Do you want to talk about it in the car? Yeah, I, yeah, I probably should. Okay. As you stand up from the table, uh, Dr. Cooper Smith, you put, pressure down on your injured leg and it instantly crumples beneath you in the most unimaginable pain that you have felt in a long long time and you collapse to the ground as you just just setting that foot down caused a, the most just a burst of basically brain static from the pain oh motherfucker Multiple children turn to look at you as parents <laughs> cover their ears quickly. Sly, are you, are you okay? <laughs> no. Uh, do do we need medical? Yeah, I mean you're you're the doctor, but um, yeah. Rose like in a panic and frantic now, and like trying to apologetically look at these like just women with their children. Ugh. <laughs> uh. Can I take a deep breath and try to, like, ignore my pain for a bit? Or no, it's, like, stabbing. It is <laughs> brutal, but you can make an endurance roll to attempt to fight through it. I'm not going Woo! to say no. Uh, it's just that your endurance roll is going to be... You're going to have to match an eight in order to ignore the pain enough to stand or even kneel. Fuck. All right, here we go. Yeah, I rolled like two minuses. <laughs> so unless you're going to throw a bunch of fate points at me and I accept them, no, you're not going anywhere right now. Well, I guess the floor is my home now. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Yeah, you might need to call me an ambulance or something. 
Oh, I should be saying that in more pain. I mean, yeah, you might need to call me an ambulance <laughs> or something. Uh, yeah, Ro- Rose gonna call an ambulance then. Okay. You should probably call Joe, too. Who's Joe? Joe. Joey. Joey Jojo Jr. Shopadoo. Say it, but more Beaumont. in pain. Oh, Joey! <laughs> Joey Jojo Jr. Shabadoo, Purple Monkey Dishwasher, Beaumont! Alright, sure, yeah, okay. Um, are you, you are, are you feeling okay, bud? No. If you don't make this next endurance roll, you're going to continue <laughs> down the road to blacking out. Endurance roll eight. Uh, roll. Oh, wow, three minuses. Well, night, night. You're not unconscious yet, but you know that you soon will be. Out in the middle of the woods, you have taken not as far, it's not as far as you thought it would be to your destination. And it is a break in the forest. And the trees in this this little open area make an unnaturally perfect circle, bordering a single solitary tree in the center of the clearing. False start, five yards, repeat first down. <laughs> it's good because I had to let out a fart just then too. 15 yard penalty. <laughs> <laughs> Delay of game, five more yards. <laughs> oh man. It's basically in the stands at this point. <laughs> you are going to get a safety off of penalties, which is not actually possible, but we're going to do it. <laughs> It's two and a half points at the mascot scores. God damn it. (laughs) This keeps happening. All right. Hey, at least I'm in a good laughing mood about stuff now. That's good. I like that. Yeah. All right. Finally, these claps will be the last ones. Don't you dare. Don't anybody fucking dare. I will be. Oh, I need to stop. All right. Pocket Podcast Network. Quality programming right to your pocket.